Welcome to AFSPA Talks, a production of the American Foreign Service Protective Association with Chief Operating Officer Kyle Longton. Be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast channel. Enjoy the episode. Hi, and welcome to another episode of AFSPA Talks. This is Kyle Longton and... I'm a Wolfhart. And today, AFSPA Talks, federal open season, it's here... Hana, you joined ASPA last year just before open season. And I don't envy you for that. I had a few months, my, my first year to, to ease into it. So um, it was also an unusual open season, um, maybe for, for, for better or worse in a lot of ways in terms of the logistics that we did. Um, we weren't going out to in-person events quite as much and international travel and shipping and things like that. But what did you learn from, from your first open season? Yeah, well, it was an interesting experience for me, Kyle, because my background is not in health insurance. Um, And so open season for me was a lot. It was a big change um, to what I'm used to, but it's exciting um, because there's a lot going on and multiple moving parts, but it's all exciting stuff and all for the benefit of our members. So how are you feeling then about open season this year? You you sounded excited, enthused, just thinking back on last year. I hope that, that the intervening year and in prep for this year hasn't hasn't um, lessened that at all. How are you, how are you looking forward to this year? Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to open season this year. Um, we're kicking it off with the podcast, and then on top of that, we also have an open season blog that will come out this Thursday. So go to afspa.org/blog to check that out. Um, and to get an in-depth look at all of our live events, you can also go to the open season page on our brand new website, which is aspa.org slash open season. And to register for the multitude of live webinars that we have with our very own Kyle Longton, giving um, information to our members and answering any questions they have, you can go to aspa.org slash events for that. Yeah, and check out those those um, live webinars. We're doing them around the clock. So for our, our friends overseas, our members overseas, we're going to have some at 5 a.m. Um, and we'll have some at 10 p.m. We're trying to catch everybody at a time that might be convenient for them. Um, I can't promise that I'm going to be on camera for those early morning or late night ones, um, but I will be there to answer questions. Um, and we're, I, I also will will have some support, uh, a little bit more support this year and, and help in hosting those um, live webinars from our guests today. Um, and to talk about open season, we have a federal health benefits subject matter expert and Hannah, our very first return guest, Paula Jacob. Um, Paula was with us earlier this year and um, spoke about our wellness incentive programs And she's with us again today to talk about open season. And I just want to take a a brief moment to share her bio again. Um, She is the chief executive officer and executive vice president of AFSPA. And in that capacity, she provides strategic leadership that facilitates the development and enhancement of our various insurance and specialty programs, um, including the Foreign Service Benefit Plan, which is administered by AFSPA under contract with the U.S. Office of Personnel Management. She also serves as the Executive Director of the Senior Living Foundation of the American Foreign Service. Paula has a 40-year extensive background in the insurance field and is formally recognized as a registered health underwriter and as a subject matter expert in federal health benefits by the Foreign Service Institute, where she serves on the adjunct faculty. 
Paula, welcome back to AFSPA Talks. Thank you. Great to be here. So you are our first return guest, um, and we have you here to talk about federal open season. So tomorrow morning at 5 a.m., I've got a live event um, related to that, so I'm going to need some help. What is open season? So open season comes around every year, just like Christmas. It's an opportunity for federal employees and retirees to make changes in their federal employees health benefits plan and also their dental and vision options, as well as for active duty employees, their flexible spending accounts. And it's very important because these benefits would apply to next year. So you have to look at what your needs might be next year. Okay. So you mentioned health, dental and vision and flexible spending accounts. What about life insurance and long-term care insurance? I know there are federal programs for those as well. Yes, there are federal programs. However, while they're very, very important, these are not included in the federal benefits open season. The federal employees group life insurance, FEGLI, and the federal long-term care insurance program do not have regular open seasons. Okay, so we'll we'll just stick to health, dental, vision, and flexible spending. So yes. you mentioned this comes around once a year. This year, what uh, can people, I'm sorry, when can people make these changes and how do they go about that? So open season starts next Monday, November 8th and ends on Monday, December 13th. And you are able to make these changes through your HR people, um, through your employee express, through, um, any of the virtual ones, the the dozen systems that yes, are out there's there. There's a dozen yep. systems. And actually, some you actually still have the 2809 paper, paper form. <laughs> Absolutely. So you should really go to your HR people and find out what, how open season works for your specific agency. Excellent. Okay. Now, Paul, you are a subject matter expert on federal benefits, and that's Fantastic. That's why we've got you here. Um, but this is our podcast for ASPA. So I want to talk about our programs. Um, but to, b- before we really get into that, I'd like to have a little bit of context. So to start with health plans, what is the average increase in the enrollees premium going into 2022? Sure. So the federal government has really worked hard to try to keep the increases down. And this year they've done an excellent job across the 200 plus plans. The enrollee will see an average increase of about 4%. Now the increase for the foreign service benefit plan is historically a little less than the average. And this year is no exception. We are increasing our premiums on average about 2%. So, so foreign service benefit plan remains a good value for our members. And that raises the question then, what are some of the FSBP features that we're going to continue for next year? Some of those, mo- those popular things, things that have worked for members, what are we continuing? So Kyle, I think you're asking me what, what, what are members getting for their money, right? Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> let's, let's be frank here. So we're not changing a, a whole lot. It's still a very excellent plan. Our network deductible remains low at $300 per person and up to $600 for self plus one and family. That is an annual in-network deductible and overseas deductible. One of our most popular features, however, is how we handle overseas claims yeah. and that all important plan allowance that remains 
just really vital that you understand how your plan works overseas. Our plan allowance is not based on a zip code. It is not based on a fee schedule. The Foreign Service Benefit Plans Allowance is based on what that provider in that country charges. And that is very important to know. We also continue to expand our direct billing arrangements with our overseas providers, which really frees the member up from having to pay all of that upfront money that they might have had to pay in the absence of those direct billing arrangements. And one more thing, and I I would be remiss if I did not mention, of course, the direct billing arrangements. And, the, and also our personalized customer service. We pride ourselves on really having a passionate customer service team who's waiting to handle any issue that might pop up for our members, whether they're overseas or domestic. And that is extremely important. Absolutely. You, you talk in a lot of different forums about the importance of the, the customer service and reaching, being able to reach and talk to a human when you've got questions, particularly when you're overseas. Um, and that is something that we are are continuing, a commitment we we are continuing for our members. All right. So this, this next part maybe should come with a, a dad joke warning. I'm on pins and needles for the next question. Do we still cover acupuncture services? And well, also, what about chiropractic and the ever-popular massage therapy? Now, Kyle, you I know. know that <laughs> if we would ever get rid of massage therapy, our members would not be happy, right? So we absolutely will continue, very pleased to continue our coverage of acupuncture, chiropractic, and of course, that all-important massage therapy, $60 per session, up to 50 sessions for each mode of treatment for each year for every member of the family. It's excellent. And, I mean, these may be thought of as alternative treatments in the U.S., but remember, we are an international health plan. We have to look at what our members' needs and how they use healthcare, especially overseas. So these mode of treatment modes of treatment are extremely important. And our members have, have shown the importance of these services to them in terms of the, the way that they use them and the, the, the number of claims we see for this. So, so keep those coming. The, the coverage is still there. Yes. Uh, so, Paul, have you talked about what we're keeping for next year? Um, uh, you know, keeping with the theme of what are our members getting for their, their money? What's changing next year? What are, we, what are we adding or perhaps modifying? So, as everybody has experienced, mental wellness has been a key challenge for all of us last year and this year, especially with COVID-19. And we offered a special telemed benefit for our overseas members as far as behavioral health services for years. Um, It's a little tricky overseas with all of the licensing issues, as you know. Our domestic partners, our domestic members have enjoyed the advantages of telehealth that included behavioral health services at no cost to them for years. But it's hard. It was really hard to find an overseas provider that could do that same thing in all the different countries. As many of you know, we partnered with vHealth last year for our overseas telehealth services for medical conditions. 
And now in 2022, we are so pleased that they have been able to work to offer behavioral health services to our overseas members at the regular telehealth mode of treatment, meaning that you call a number and you get a visit with a provider and that is at no cost to the member. That's great. And and if members have questions about the other programs we offer for behavioral health needs, they only need to look back in the feed for this podcast to find a number of episodes about that. And we're so pleased to offer this, this option for our members overseas where it can be so difficult, as you noted, Paula, to, to get care um, that, that members need because of language or security concerns in a lot of cases. Absolutely. So what else, any other changes that we're making? Sure. Um, we are very proud of what we call our Living Well Together program. And it is a partnership between us and our mem- members to really support them on their health journey. And we really care about their physical health as well. And so this program has incentives, wellness incentives of actually up to $400. And we are making a number of our wellness options available to members. The first one is our new coaching program. And we have this, it's called Lifestyle and and Condition Coaching. And it supports our members, not just in a few areas, but in 40 different goals and conditions. So there's, we all have something, right? And it's really important that we use the tools that are offered to us to make sure that we are as physically and mentally well as we can be. And that is the Foreign Service Benefit Plan's goal is to help our members along in that journey. That support is available by phone, online, uh, even in person stateside. And you have um, digital, individual and group options. Mm -hmm. Members can, can earn that maximum of $400, but there are also new ways to do so. We have added, for example, if you get your full COVID vaccine, that is a wellness incentive of $25, not bad, right? That's and right. we also added for 2022 colon cancer screenings, as well as a physical tracker that has options for you, because a lot of people use that digital tracker and we found a way to reward them for that. Yeah, we, we just finished a, a step challenge here at our office. Um, and I know it's got, got us moving more. And I hope our members um, will, will use this to reward themselves for what they're already doing or um, as a motivating factor to, to get moving. Yeah, how's that working for you, Kyle? I came in second. <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> so before we move on to other programs, I want to ask a question about the FSBP premium because I think we're going to get a lot of questions on this. If somebody looks at our premiums, something seems a bit off. Why is the employee share higher for the self plus one enrollment option than it is for the family enrollment option? Yeah, you know, I always encourage members, whether they, they have us or any other federal employees health plan is to really look closely at the the premiums. And ever since self plus one option became available, the foreign service benefit plans self plus one option has been a little bit higher than the family option. And this year, actually, there's more than 90 plans that have that have that 
uh, option that the cell plus one is higher than the family. And this happens because the overall cell plus one premium is only slightly less than the overall family premium. However, when the government contribution is calculated, the cell plus one is less than the government contribution for the family resulting in a higher contribution for the employee in the self plus one option. Okay. I think, I think we can understand that it's, it's a, a question of the contribution a question of sort of a very small uh, difference between the two, but what does that mean for members whose family is only two people themselves and a spouse or, or perhaps one child? Yeah. Well, the good thing about this being a fed is it's flexibility, right? Yeah. And a, a two-party family does not have to have a self plus one plan. So, which is why I always encourage members to look at whatever plan they have. And if you are a two-party family and you, that premium is higher than a family option, then go ahead and choose the family option. You're going to save some bucks. May not be a lot, but, but every little bit counts, right? We right. actually encourage our members to move from self plus one to, to family because it does save them money. All right. So anybody listening, who's got the, the plus one enrollment for FSVP, please uh, make sure you look at that um, or any of the other 90 plus plans out there that have the higher self plus one than family for 2022. Make sure you take a close look. So Paula, before we move on to other programs, um, then do you have any, any final thoughts you'd like to share on health plans? I do. So let me remove my hat. Let me change hats from the CEO of the Foreign Service Benefit Plan to the subject matter expert. All right. And I would encourage everybody to just make sure that you know what you're buying. And if you like the plan you have, then of course, stay with the plan, especially if you have the Foreign Service Plan. No, just kidding. But um, but really look at several things when you are considering if you want to participate in open season activities for next year, and especially look at the premium, of course, the benefits, of course, but mo- as important is how do you use healthcare and make sure that whatever plan you choose provides the benefits that you use. I mean, if chiropractor is a benefit that you use, make sure your plan is rich in chiropractic benefits. Or if you are going to need physical therapy next year, you know you've got a planned sur- surgery. You know, make sure that you're comfortable with the number of physical therapy visits your plan offers. Remember, open season comes around every year. So you are not tied to that one plan forever. So I, I do encourage anybody listening to this podcast to really look and make sure the plan works for you for next year. All right. Great. Um, keep that subject matter expert hat on. Um, Cause I, I'd like us to do a quick overview of the fed VIP options that are out there. Can you start with in, uh, some details on the dental plans? Sure. I mean, the, the federal employees dental and vision insurance program is a fantastic program. Um, it's, it's now matured somewhat. Um, there are actually 23 plans and options in the dental program, um, nationwide and, and regional. The average premium increase for next year is less than 1%. It's 0.81%. 
Now understand that these are nationwide and regional plans. They are focused domestically. That doesn't mean that anybody overseas won't get their dental benefits, but it will be at an out-of-network rate. So they really need to understand what whatever dental plan they're choosing. First of all, it's it's um, supplemental. So they should not expect full coverage, comprehensive coverage like they would get from their health plan. And second of all, they need to look at what the out-of-network overseas benefits are. All right. And also what those premiums are, because some of the plans have the premiums divided by region and where the overseas falls in that. So um, two important things to look at there in particular. How about vision plans under the FedVIT program? Vision plans are the same thing. They they have matured. There's actually 10 options now um, up from the original four options. The The 2022 premiums increased less than 1%. So it's very, very small increase. Again, I would recommend that you make sure you understand what that overseas benefit is for your vision plans. Um, But with both the dental and the vision plans, while this is all your money, there is no government subsidy for either of these, these types of plans. Active duty members who participate in premium conversion do get a tax break. So because it is pulled out of their paycheck before tax. So it, 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 that might be a little helpful. Okay. But, and, and Paula, you mentioned before how um, folks can, can make changes to their health plan. Um, would they also go through HR or their online HR service to make changes or enroll in one of the dental or vision options here? So in order to change or enroll or leave whatever you want to do with your federal dental and or vision program, you need to not go through your HR. It needs to go through benefits. And that is www.benefeds.com. Similar to FEHB plans, you you don't if you don't make any changes it will automatically roll over right but if you want to make a change you must do take that that action through benefits.com and it's very easy all right and we'll make sure to put a, a link to benefits in the show notes for folks um and Paula just while we're on the topic of dental and vision plans these that you mentioned this is a, a great program it's matured over time but these are not the only plans or the only options that are out there right Right. So while while these are indeed uh, the FedVIP program is a is a great program, there are other options out there. And especially a lot of people don't may not need the fully insured product that is sold under FedVIP. They may but there may be a concern about, well, the what I call is the what if or just in case scenarios, you know, they may not have a lot of dent, dental work, but they do worry about that that crown or you know what whatever. So I would encourage members to go to Asper or whatever health plan they have. Many of those employee organizations have discount programs that might work very nicely for that individual member's needs. We offer not only do we offer four separate dental plans aside from the FedVIP program, AFSPA offers that, but we also offer a, a um, 
dental and vision discount plan for our domestic members. And that may be just enough protection to get to that comfort level. So really look at all of the options available to you. Remember, this is all your money. There is no government subsidy here. So it would be best for you to look around and make sure you're getting and know what you're paying for. All right. Great. So, Paul, before we we finish up, we've got one more program um, that we want to look at around open season, and that's the flexible spending accounts. Can you tell us a bit about FSA feds? So FSA feds is that that um, program that reimburses you for things that your health plan doesn't cover the deductible, the co-insurance, um, your drug co-pays, even over the counter, the over the counter things, some items that the IRS has deemed for, for medical needs. It's a great program. Again, it's, it's all your money. This is something that you have to take an action for. This is an open season activity and you have to take an action, unlike your health and your dental and vision plans. So it's pre-tax money. So you're saving money. Um, If you have your healthcare flexible spending account, you can actually put up to $2,750 for your towards your medical and dental and vision expenses. If your spouse is eligible for an FSA in his or her own right, then, then he or she can put, put up that money as well, right? There's also other types of healthcare flexible spending account. One of them is what they call an LEX, which is a limited expense healthcare flexible spending account. And these are solely created for that enrollee that has a high deductible health plan that is attached to a health savings account. Good. And is there also, I've I've been a big fan of this and I think they're continuing it next year, a flexible spending account for dependent care. So the next one is the dependent care flexible spending account. This is to a pre-tax reimbursement, if you will, for childcare for ages uh, for your kids under age 13 or for older adult members of your family that you may be responsible for. So primarily it's for your child care Mm -hmm. and you can put up to $5,000 in your dependent care, flexible spending account. Okay. And, and that's, that's 5,000 per household. Um, Not, yeah, not not eligible for ten thousand if you and your spouse do it together. So um, I that would be stri- nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> it? It absolutely would. And, but and it's I'll just not. <laughs> and I'll just note, you know, we, we we've shared some information with members over the last year and a half. There have been some changes and ups and downs and modifications to the FSA, but it sounds like things are sort of going back to what has been the norm um, in in years past prior to COVID. Is that about right? Yes. Okay. Good. Paul, thank you very much. Um, this has been a, a fantastic discussion and I think a great, great intro for members who are thinking about open season, what to do. Before we wrap up, do you have any final advice for our listeners? Again, I appreciate the time that I've been able to spend with you uh, and we value each and every one of our members but we also value the fact that they may have different needs. And I really do encourage every member to participate in their open season 
and choose whatever plan meets their needs. Hopefully it's the foreign service benefit plan. Um, and, and make sure that they are getting the benefits as how they use healthcare. And make sure that if you make a change, you do so before that date of December 13th, because December 14th won't work. Nope. The changes will take effect for 2022 on January 1st for retirees and January 2nd, I believe, for active duty. All right. And and I'll just put a plug in because we've heard this from members of the years. If you don't know how to get into your, your agency's HR system or you need to reset your password, do that early um, because there may be a, a backlog um, as many of your colleagues may be in a similar position. So um, Paula, thank you very much. Um, thanks for joining us again on Ask Talks. I am sure that we will have you back um, in the new year to talk maybe about some of the, the new benefits and how they're working or another topic. Uh, thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Ask for Talks, a production of the American Foreign Service Protective Association. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show and tell your friends about it. We welcome your feedback on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Look for at AskTheCares. All information offered in this podcast is meant to be educational. Comments offered by the hosts or guests are not intended as medical advice. Please direct questions about your personal health needs to a provider. Should there be any discrepancy between information offered in this podcast and official plan documents for the Foreign Service Benefit Plan or other products offered by ASPA, the policy provisions will prevail. Special thanks as always to Hannah Wolfhart for producing, editing, and mixing this episode. We'll see you next time.